Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. <laughs> and I'm Cowboy Tom. Yeah. Oh, he's back. He's back and better than ever. We are here as Team Binge to talk about Outer Range. And we are on <laughs> episode two of season one, which I'm assuming there's mm-hmm. going to be six seasons as a movie, as Ovid would say. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tom, this one's called The Land. And we. Mm-hmm. Made a guess that, hey, we thought this would get cleared up pretty quickly because you shoved through the hole at the end of the last one. They're probably going to go into some, like, clear some things up in season two because he's obviously not, like, dead for the rest of the season. Season? season did two? I keep, did I say season two again? This yeah. is like when we started this whole endeavor and we were recording Lasso and you I keep, couldn't. You keep falling into a hole and then coming back. Into a void. There's a great void, Tom. <laughs> there is a great void. All right. Do you feel like episode two from the top cleared anything up for you? Like, do you feel... Golly, did I say season two? <laughs> no, you said episode two. You had it. Uh, but to answer your very I haven't even been, question... I haven't even been drinking. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. Welcome to Team Binge, everybody. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think these first two episodes... I think you can kind of button them together because they put a lot of questions and do the family dynamic in the first one. And then here we kind of really dive into more of the mystery and figure out, we know at least something about this void and this hole um, and where it kind of transports Royal and seemingly where it transports or where Royal transports back to um, that there's still plenty of mystery, but I think it was uh, super fun. I'm glad you thought it was super fun. I guess it would be a bad show if they cleared up the whole mystery in episode two, but I don't feel like I ended this episode feeling I was a whole lot closer to the mystery. Still intrigued. I still enjoyed this. Uh, there were parts of this episode where I was like, oh, that was really well done, really well acted. Um, so I'm still in. I just wish I knew more, but that's the point of these shows, <laughs> I guess. They just drag yeah. you along for the mystery. Much like... <laughs> Ted Lasso in the after party and uh, Colossal <laughs> with Anne Hesh, Anne Hathaway, whatever her name was. Go check out our back catalog, everybody. <laughs> Those won't make sense if you're joining us right now. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. This one was confusing to me. It starts off with Autumn having just mm-hmm. shoved Royal into the void. We're going to call it the void, not the hole. The hole makes me feel weird. You yeah, obviously- on the hole, it sounds weird. Yeah, as someone who spent time in prison, I know that you don't like talking about the hole. So, and by that mm-hmm. I mean like when you were put in the hole for bad behavior. No, never mind. All right. So, <laughs> Autumn seems really surprised having just thrown him through the well. <laughs> I wrote the well. Maybe we should call it the well. Um, and she takes his bloody shirt off the fence. Why was she supr- so surprised when she clearly like caressed his shoulder and then shoved him into the hole? Did she not think he was going to disappear? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know what she think, but I do think that she has some sort of, like there's some kind of cosmic energy that told her she needs to push Royal into this well because she gave that like speech and was very dramatic and seemed like she knew what she was going to do that entire time. But this one opens up with her being completely flabbergasted as to why she did it but i think she was just trying to understand like what just really happened like wow did i really do that not really even knowing why she did Hmm. okay my other question is and we'll hit this later on again but 
she seems surprised that he's back in the present later on in the mm-hmm. episode. So she knows there's something cosmic about the whole or something supernatural about the whole. Mm-hmm. Maybe the thought is, I guess she just thought he wasn't going to come back, but she's surprised that she tossed him in the hole. I was confused. I The way she shoved him in at the end of the first <laughs> episode was like calculated and seemed purposeful. Mm-hmm. The way she reacts at the beginning of episode two, I feel like she was like, oh, something made me do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was possessed. I don't know. Maybe a dog next door told her to do it. Um, <laughs> it's happened before. It'll happen again. We then cut to the two brothers racing in their sweet four-wheel drive vehicles back to the ranch. And I loved this scene. I thought this was so well done by Cecilia. They, like, hammer on the door and, like... I don't know. I, I don't know what I expect. Maybe this says more about me, but she comes at those two boys like she's known them her whole life and she's treated them like like if she would have grabbed one of them by the ear and like walked them out to their vehicles, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. But she does this great thing where she wipes she licks her thumb and wipes his and she like immediately <laughs> establishes, Hey, I'm the adult here. And you two kids, mm-hmm. although you are able to drink, have guns, and four-wheel drive vehicles, like <laughs> you did not just come through my fence like that. I thought that was a great, um, that that whole scene was great. And really, I don't know that we got a ton of her in season one. Or in, oh man, Tom, <laughs> in episode one, and so it was fun. This scene, I guess, let her cook a little bit in my mind. No, I like it because the, these Tillerson boys, we don't know where their mom is right have it been established that their their mom passed away is no i don't think we've touched the void? on that uh-uh. yeah so i think the <laughs> idea would be cecilia is <laughs> anyone that's not shown know. in the show let's just assume at some point they jumped in the void that's always been there i mean we yep, can assume exactly. that's where amy's mom and perry's wife went right she jumped in the void yeah they're with those cows having a great time oh those um, cows we're still those cows are still lost that's still the main mystery of the show to me <laughs> But yeah, she's definitely seemingly like a mother figure and kind of putting them in the place. And, and I we don't know how long. I mean, clearly both of these farms have been here for generations. Uh, so the assumption is both these families and these kids know each other. There's obviously like right. a lot of bad blood there. But likely maybe when they were younger, they played and they were, you know, hanging out and stuff together. And, and Cecilia is not uh, afraid to put them in their place when they need to. And I love how she gets the apology too from Billy. Oh, yeah. She's like, I can't believe I haven't heard an apology yet. And the way she said, and really, sorry, Mrs. Abbott. And it was just so great how, and I've got a lot of questions about Billy. There's like some, there's some subtle things that Billy does. Not subtle, not subtle at all. That's the wrong word. Uh, But there's some stuff Billy does. He did it in the first one. I don't know if you noticed when they're like talking at the fence line. He's like driving on his quad, just like singing, like in his own world. I don't know. He has a handgun, which concerns me a little bit. (laughs) This then cuts to the intro, and listen, Ted Lasso, Game of Thrones, Scrubs, all just iconic intro-like scenes. This show, I would put it right up there with uh, all those other shows. (laughs) It's about half a second of a weird black blob, it says out of range, and then we're back in the show. They were like, it feels like they put the show together, and then someone was like, hey, um... (laughs) should we do like you know say the name of the show i think they call it like the the title in the beginning and someone's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. can you have your kid do it at home and they're like oh yeah sure i'll have my kid throw up a screensaver and put the 
Uh, it's a pretty weak. <laughs> I don't know. Something tells me you well, love it. Didn't... Something tells me deep down yeah, you well, love we... it. Oh, the, <laughs> we didn't get the after first party. Episode. You figured out the after party gave away all the secrets. Mm-hmm. Does this one? Yes. Does this one give away all if, the secrets, Tom? If you play it at one sixteenth speed and oh. turn the audio reverse, it okay. actually all makes sense. So okay. I know actually what's going to happen this entire season. I won't say anything. But yeah, I think these kind of shows, you're going to choose one way or the other. Like, they didn't play it in the first episode because they wanted to just let the show be the show, um, which I think I think some other shows do that, too. They want to just they didn't want to take you away from anything. Game of Thrones is a show that wanted the opening credit sequence to give all their actors and, and all the main kind of cast names and show you and build, like, the world and the map, which was really cool. I don't think this show needs that. This show just, it's a mystery. Show us a black blob. It does kind of show some like cosmic spacey stuff, which again, kind of correlates with some of the themes that they give with like Kronos and gods and cosmic energy or whatever it might be. So yeah, short and sweet. Moving on. I wish it would have been like After Party and it was like the the cartoon silhouettes and it's just a hole and you just see like cows fly into it, <laughs> Brolin fly into it. Every uh, episode, something every, new falls every into Every episode, it. something new. And it's just the cartoon like falling into it this is an audio um medium so you didn't just see me act that out but uh it is what it is royal wakes up in the rain shirtless is this two episodes mm-hmm. we've got a shirtless brolin do you yes do you know quota. it's called it's called a royal flush if eight straight episodes you get a shirtless <laughs> brolin i don't know if people know that um but i've been playing that game my whole life i love josh brolin he's there with the buffalo I think it's this, mm-hmm. it's got to be the same buffalo, right? I don't know I if we see like two arrows. Is... is this a new buffalo? No, we do. Nope, same okay, buffalo. Same we buffalo. See two arrows. And then his horse mm-hmm. shows up. And this mm-hmm. is where we don't know. Anyways, there's a little bit of mystery to this one, but he gets his horse. Uh, we then we have another family meeting. I love the show. <laughs> I love family meetings. I can trace most of the worst times in my entire life back to family meetings. Family meetings. <laughs> were rarely, if ever, a good thing. Like, hey, let's have a family meeting and tell Julian how proud we are of him. Nope, <laughs> that's not what family meetings were for. But I will say, we had very few family meetings where it was, hey, let's all gather up and talk about how we're going to hide this murder. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't say you didn't have any. You said there were few, which <gasps> makes me a little concerned. Statute of limitations, baby, they can't get us now. <laughs> Anyways, they have a family meeting. They're all accessories to murder, which is great. And they're like, I love this conversation. Like, all of a sudden, the boys are like, we got to hide this. We got to know who knows what. And Royal's right. He's like, no, we need to just act like we have no idea. We need to work the ranch. And maybe he's in a little bit of denial. But I feel like there's something in Perry's eyes, Tom. And tell me if you feel this, that when Perry finds out... um, that there's someone on the land he's like she may have seen something we need to kill mm-hmm. her too i kind of feel like perry can't stop killing people i don't know did you get that sense at all that as soon as perry I... knows there's a stranger on the land perry's like what does she know i'll get the guns like i don't know there was something very like this is your this is your running theory that perry is just a serial killer and every episode he wants to murder something Listen, else he's he's I, I, some people would call him handsome uh some people would say that uh you know he always looks sad all the time and so you feel sorry for him he might just be killing people creating giant holes you know i don't know you got some sadness behind those eyes (laughs) i wonder what perry's name is in hawaiian anyways i love a good family meeting 
I also like during this family meeting around the table, Cecilia doesn't know about Autumn. If a young woman is staying on your ranch <laughs> and you don't tell your wife, I don't know. Maybe you all are like super trusting or whatever, but it does seem strange. <laughs> I'd be like, why didn't you tell her or tell us about her? Were you going to murder her or throw her into a hole? And then I'd look at Perry because Perry obviously is the <laughs> one. They want to know where the shirt is, uh, which is probably not a bad I... thing to ask. Like, <laughs> So at this point, the mystery is we're searching for cows and we're searching for a shirt. That's those are the yep. deep mysteries of this show. Mm-hmm. They're arguing. They're arguing about hiding a murder. And who walks in, Tom? <laughs> oh, lovely Amy. Poor little sweet innocent Amy. We already saw Amy kind of creeping on the stairs in the previous episode, wanting water in the wee hours of the morning or middle of the night. I mean, she probably is sitting on the stairs listening to this conversation of family murder. So I don't know. You think she like knows? Question, say this with Amy in the house. Okay, she probably does. Right? That's fair. Yeah, I don't know that there's a lot of soundproofing in that house that she's not going to hear them <laughs> arguing about where the body was hid. It would be funny mm-hmm. if, like, the finale of this, they just show, they do that thing that shows do where they insert a character in a scene, like you were supposed to notice, and every scene is mm-hmm. just Amy. Like, they're in the barn, <laughs> the body drops off the horse, and Amy's eating a bowl of cereal in the background, <laughs> and she's like, would have done that. I would have tied him on there. And then it's just different scenes where Amy's been involved the whole time. She notices that Royal's leg is bleeding. And did you notice this on the first watch? Or did it take you two watches to, to pick up that, like, the leg bleeding was something strange? I think early on, I don't know if it's in this scene, or I think it's the next scene when Cecilia's kind of cleaning it up and stitching him up. She actually, like, mentions, like, when did you get shot? And I'm like, we never saw him get shot in the first episode. Those guys, like the Tillerson boys that were running after him, never got close to him, never saw them or anything, and didn't shoot their guns that we right. know of. So. so they're in the barn, and Royal says, she goes, oh, which one of the Tillerson boys got you, and did he see you? And he goes, no, it was just a lucky shot in the dark that he hit me. It was Luke. Mm-hmm. And I, like the first time I watched that, I was like, oh, they just didn't show us him shooting his gun in the dark, or... I looked away, but this show does reward two things, watching with subtitles as well as uh, (laughs) a second watch because we find out what happened. I don't know that I, on the first watch, I don't know that I, I did not put those together. I did not put together the, the, because we get to see where he goes in the in-between time when he hops in the hole and then when he hops back into the hole. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out some way to talk about this show like that doesn't sound <laughs> so confusing, but time travel shows are like that, unfortunately. Okay, and, and so here was the other thing that I thought was, was interesting is, so he, at this point, knows something weird is going on, and he's keeping it from Cecilia. I guess it's difficult to be like, hey, there was about a minute where I went to the future, and then... <laughs> I came back here and oh that's when Luke shot me. So I guess that's a difficult conversation, but it was very dramatic right when I said that though. That was me. Do you do that all the time now? That uh, when you make a good point I'll drop my pen and just be <laughs> astonished. You bet. We have a sheriff selection, Tom. I don't know that I have ever seen a western show where a sheriff is not getting elected, running for election, like <laughs> Yellowstone, Longmire, uh, tombstone every time a sheriff <laughs> dies a new one gets elected uh, so we've got this I don't know I'm sure the storyline comes into play but 
I do feel like sometimes shows, like, they add stuff that I... I don't need, like... I understand, okay, so Sheriff Joy Hawk is running for office. She's acting sheriff uh, because the last guy died. He probably fell into a hole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so she goes to the Tillerson house because Trevor's missing. And we get this, like... Like we've already established that Tillersons aren't like great. Like they're the they're the halves, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't need this scene of Luke being like, Oh, looks like someone's under election. I bet you could use mm-hmm. the wit- the rich people to help you with the you know, <laughs> election or whatever he says. This was I don't know. My favorite part of this whole scene is he hands her the buckle and and he's like, that's blood. And she's like, it could be anything. I was like, that's a really weird response from a police officer to be like, hey, my brother's missing. I have this belt buckle. This clearly looks like blood. That could be anything. I don't, I wish like next time, uh, next time, Andy, if you're listening, next time you go to a crime scene and there's clearly blood all over the place, I just want you to be like, that could be anything and see how all the other people react. I agree. My first time watching it, that that response seemed a bit cavalier. But going back and, and watching it again, it's like she is a sheriff. She realizes you can't just hand somebody bloody evidence off of or, or two days later or however long this has been um, since this happened and think that she could do anything with this. Like unless it was left on the scene of the uh, crime, if you will, and picked up and dusted for prints and all that kind of stuff, it means nothing to her. It might as well be ketchup. It could be anything. It could be ketchup. It could be red dye. Oh, how do I even know that's your brother's belt buckle? Oh, it's got a big T on it, and you saw him wearing it? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that whole thing was great. So I do think, though, there's, there's something to uh, Sheriff Joy. Like, I feel like we're going to get more of her. Like, even when we have this time jump, when Royal jumps into the hole and when we get a little bit of bit at the end— you see Joy there, so she right. is still a presence, and she is still and like seemingly was elected sheriff. Yep. Yeah, so there's, there's more to the, come to it. All because she couldn't find who killed Trevor, <laughs> or maybe she did. Maybe she I killed don't uh, know. the other sheriff. She shoved the other sheriff down the void. I'm a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little bit <laughs> concerned about Brolin since we find out he dies in Cecilia's arms. Um, that typically doesn't have that. a great. Okay, there's a lot to discuss there. We'll get to it at the end. Rahet goes to see Maria at the bank. They have lunch. Great scene. Both these people are charming. The more I watch the show, the more I enjoy the actor who plays Rhett. And I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to look up this guy and see what he's in. He's in some other stuff, but he's like not a not a big name I would have recognized. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought just in this diner scene alone, I'm like, oh, this is just a show that's got good actors doing like a normal scene. They're speaking in Spanish. You know, he's pretending to not understand Spanish. Just doing a great job acting. I don't know. I, I, I like the scene. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the actor here. Like, he kind of plays this timid bull riding cowboy um, and finally got, you know, the guts to ask her out when getting that uh, advice from his brother. Um, I think he's playing this role really well. Yeah, I like that. You do catch the stories like, oh, I saw my dad riding a bull and I never wanted to ride anything but bulls. And I'm like, that's a real shallow story. Like, oh, I saw my dad do this thing once in the last 10 years I've spent riding these wild animals. But we do find out that Royal was a rodeo man. That's something. And we mm-hmm. find out that Rhett is moving forward in the bull riding competition. They call it moving <laughs> to the next round in the bull playoffs. Why, Tom? <laughs> Why is he moving forward in the bull playoffs? 
apparently the uh, previous winner was drug tested and had some performance enhancing drugs in his system. DQ'd so. for drugs. <laughs> I call uh, I call BS. I just don't I don't <laughs> believe it. I uh, why would they ever test those guys? You'd want these guys on drugs. They're riding these giant wild animals. You're like, yeah, give that the animals guy are drugs. surely on drugs. Yeah, I mean, give that guy some <laughs> give that guy some drugs so he can get on that animal. Like, I'm sure I'm sure these guys are all hopped up on like Percocet and stuff after they get. Anyways, I I digress. And I don't. But I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> it was good. I don't think there's much to read into this, but I did think it was interesting how Maria's response was. Like, Rhett was really surprised. He's like, oh, man, I can't believe this. She's like, her response was, have you been on another planet or something? Mm. Which, again, I don't think we're jumping planets or anything. Oh. I think these are just timelines of the same world or universe. But I thought it was interesting that her phrasing um, <laughs> was uh, was on another planet. So between the uh, intro scene that showed a round <laughs> globe and this, you think we're... Uh, this is You could actually see Maria in the <laughs> dots of the intro. Oh, uh, Maria's great too. I like that actress. I thought it was funny mm-hmm. when he asked her out and she started speaking in Spanish and he's like, no, I don't. Yeah, I think she said something that. about like, yes, she'll go to dinner with you. I'm a lot like you or something like that. And I think something about huevos. So I'm assuming they're going uh, for eggs. Yeah, the, they're going to go, go, go get go, eggs. Yeah, go, it's like a breakfast, breakfast yeah. uh, Brenner thing, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to get this point across. I don't for one second believe they drug tested bull riders. I just, I'm just going to go out. On They're like, oh, yeah, he popped, he popped for four natty lights that he had before he got on that bull. And you're like, oh, yeah, he should add a fifth one. They're like, yeah, you have to have at least five natty lights before you get on the bull. Gotcha. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, <laughs> we then are back at the ranch and... Cecilia comes out. She's found out about the land grab. She tells Royal to take Perry. Perry, they cut to Perry. And Perry's like <laughs> sad Charlie Brown in the cow pen. He's just like, the cows are just like bumping into him. He's just like like a human zombie. He's like, oh, I'm He's in a daze. Perfect. I, I purposely beat someone to death and now I'm really sad. Uh, and I, I murdered mean, all those does... other people. I don't know. It does seem a little bit Charlie Brownish. I agree, but the guy's got a lot going on in his head. I understand it. <laughs> take Barry. I could. A royal should have been like, no, no, he's super depressing right now. I don't want to take him with me. That guy's so sad. I don't want to drive around in a truck three hours to a lawyer. I don't want to go talk to a lawyer with sad sack over there. And Perry's like, you talking about me? No, no, brand the cattle, dummy. I don't know. It was great. <laughs> Uh, and then we, yeah, we've got Sad Zack and Royal driving, and Royal's like, hey, it was an accident, man, it was a drunken accident, and Perry should have been like, well, you could think that, but I really laid into that guy's face well after I needed to. 
Um, and he's yeah. like, oh, do you think those other people I threw into the hole were accidents? And Royal's like, wait, what? What other people? And Perry's like, oh, nothing. Do you believe in fate? And that's how he changes the subject. We get on this. Did you notice how many times people were like, oh, do you believe in fate? Uh, he's talking about like accidents and how the world works. This conversation happens uh, multiple times in this episode. Well, and the way uh, Perry brings it up here, he almost seems like, this is already established that Royal believes in fate. Like he's not, and I don't know, is it fate versus faith? Is that kind of the idea? Like he just doesn't necessarily believe in the faith aspect of it. Cause we've seen him kind of questioning um, his religion, but he seemingly doesn't believe in faith either. Cause I think he just says he doesn't know how the world works. Right. I didn't get the faith part in this conversation. I think it was, Hey, you know, do, do things happen by accident or are things destined to happen? And I think at this point, Perry is probably thinking between his wife disappearing uh, and him accidentally purposely beating that guy's face in that, like, he's just fated to, like, a poor yeah, situation, just, okay. poor demise. That's, That's kind of what I got from, from Perry. And then, like, from a parent, I I haven't really thought about this much because they're both grown men. But I'm sure you never shake as a parent like the responsibility for a child. So how Royal feels for Perry in terms of lost is what he threw his wife in a hole. He beat one guy to death. <laughs> he probably threw other. He threw a couple cows in the hole just to test it out the first time. He probably feels like I don't know that maybe that's why he's so mad during the prayer. It's not necessarily what's happening to him. It's what's happening to his children and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. Everything is Brighton when you go see your attorney. That's what I'll say. Mm. Uh, everyone loves everyone. There's what's the line in Jurassic Park? He's like the only one that's on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. I'll, that line, <laughs> I'll never forget that line. My my daughter, someone was telling her about Jurassic Park, and they repeated the part where the lawyer gets eaten. And that's all she knows about Jurassic Park. She's never seen it. But she's like, hey, you know what I think's funny? I think it's funny in Jurassic Park where the lawyer gets eaten. And it's just a weird thing for a seven-year-old to be really infatuated with, especially since there's several lawyers in our family. Uh, But lawyers are great. We find out the property issue is because it's old maps. The Tillerson's Mm -hmm. Ranch is from 1872, and the Abbott Ranch is from 1878, I believe. So... Tillerson yeah. have an older, older, um, and you know what? I feel this because you could go to the county assessor's office right now and get like property lines and they're going to be different than like what people have built their property on. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I agree with the lawyer when he calls them honey fugglers and <laughs> says the whole thing's a higgly piggly honey fugglers <laughs> sounds bad. Like it, it's like. I don't know. When he said it, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But now that I said it, I'm like, I don't know that I would use honey fugglers around my kid. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, that. for sure. It's a, it'll get you in Higgly Piggly real fast if you're using honey fugglers around your kids. <laughs> Say honey fuggler around your boy. Oh, if your boy said honey fuggler, I'd lose my mind, Tom. Please teach your kid Hudley, Hud, honey. I can't say it more than honey fugglers. <laughs> Oh, and you have to have a handlebar uh, mustache and a pipe when you say honey fugglers. That makes it so much yeah, better. Yeah, this this lawyer is just pulled out of like a Western deal. Like he's just fantastic. I think he even like ends up by looking at the map and it's like the crease in the map. He's like, This you got your good old fashioned topographical F job here. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> and of course the lawyer tells you what you don't want to hear. 
and the Royals like, you just want me to lay down and we're going to fight this. And so he storms out. That lawyer's office was pretty dope. Hey, if I had a job where I could have someone come in and I could point at a map, I love maps. I love where I used to get to work with maps all the time. Maps are so much fun. You'd be like, this is here and that's here. And this is how we get there. I don't know. I love maps. But between I do guys, like before you go on. Go ahead. I do like the way how the sequence ends where like the lawyer tells him like the Tillersons don't lose. And that's kind of Royal's line to be able to say, like, there's a first time for everything. Because arguably, the Tiller- Tillersons have lost somebody from their family. So they're currently losing right now. Um, and I think uh, Royal knows that. So still is see it, what else happens with this land. Isn't that? And there's a couple of scenes in this episode where Royal could really, like, drop the mic and just be like, well, guess what? I threw him in a <laughs> hole. <laughs> guess what, Wayne? <laughs> You can't have the land. Why? Because it threw your son in a hole. Like, I don't know. There's several times you could drop the mic with a lawyer. Like you said, yeah, they do lose. I threw their son in a hole. I don't know. He's That'd got attorney-client privilege, man. He's fine. Oh, that's true. Oh, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you're like Charlie Day from uh, It's Always Sunny. Just lawyering it up. I love it. Royal tells the story to Perry. And this is, I don't know. This, I chalk this up to like screenwriting class. They're like, all right, we got to have a story here to, to tell us how bad Wayne Tillerson is, like how <laughs> yeah. much he cares about property over people. And it was like, this guy was gored to death. And it's like, oh, you could kill the bull and like give the guy a dignified death. But instead, Tillerson's like, oh, don't kill the bull. We're just going to let that guy die in his horns. And everyone else went back to work. I was like... <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a strange. That's they're just gonna let that bull continue to gore the guy that no one says well, anything. I, think, I don't know. I, don't I know. think people said stuff. He was just. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, we have established we are not ranchers. I know you're trying to become a rancher. Um, maybe this kind of thing is more commonplace than we think. I would hope not. But Listen, uh, I, I, I'm gonna side with the guy that owns the bull. Those things are so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I agree it was a little bit like heavy-handed on making them seem awful but at the end of the story like the way royal kind of finishes like never trust a tillerson or don't go near them i think it does its job in terms of telling them what kind of people these these folks are this especially is a, wayne this is how i heard this story tom and i'll i'll tell it both sides say your parent watches either like fringe right-wing news or fringe left-wing news and has this one very like weird story that makes a certain like political point and they're like and then the so-and-so got away with it because they did this and it's like supposed to prove that that whole like like worldview is wrong like i don't know i This doesn't make any sense in today's climate because everyone gets along but my response to those stories is always like Hey, that's a really specific story. Also, are we sure we got all our facts right? Like, I know, I like, I know the point of this story is to make them seem bad, but is this really what happened? I don't know. Anyways, that's where my mind went. So, just to establish, you are you are not passing judgment on uh, Wayne Tillerson. You think he's still a stand-up guy? I think, yeah, guy loves. Hey, anyone that's drinking clamato juice and sleeping <laughs> in a bed in the middle of the day with his cowboy hat on. I'm assuming his boots on too underneath the covers. I don't know. I mean, just the salt of the earth. Probably voted Republican. Just a, a, a good, good man, Tom. I don't know. 
Anyways, okay. no, I, I'm with you. I, he's a bad man probably for other reasons. I don't know that this bull-goring story really got me there. Royal drives over to the Tillerson house. Who meets him there, Tom? Who meets him out front? Oh, man, just one handsome-looking cowboy driver. So th- button-down polo, <laughs> the dope hat, good old bell-, bell buckle on him. Didn't lose his bell buckle. He's a real cowboy. Tom, this is my fault. I set you up poorly. If it was handsome Trevor, the show would be very different. But it's handsome Luke. It's the brother that's still with us. You're right. It's handsome Luke. Not your fault. In the outline, I wrote Trevor. So that's on me. You have me questioning. Wait, was Trevor at the door? Because Royal did not react at all. Because Royal would be like, hey, I threw you in a well not too long ago. But no, it's handsome Luke looking super handsome in all of his cowboy yeah. stuff. He asks him about the leg. This is a funny back and forth because, mm-hmm. once again, you don't know at this point in the show. On the second watch, you know it. But on the first show, it's like, hey, you shot me, essentially. But he doesn't say that. He's like, oh, I heard it getting out of bed or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought this was a clever bit that like Luke, the person who shoots him in the future, is the <laughs> one that notices awesome. the limp when he shows up. And mm-hmm. then we see... Oh, this is how I know Wayne Tillerson is an evil person, Tom. (laughs) Royal turns. It's a beautiful house. And he looks at the wall. And the wall is full of hedgewigs. Or whatever that owl's name was. I think you got it. Now, I have a question. Yeah, I have a question about this. I've got so many questions, Tom. Okay, you, you are a hunter. I understand that hunting and, like, mounting an animal is a thing. Cool. I'm a very unsuccessful you, hunter. Yes, sure. <laughs> if you mount this many owls on a single wall, do you love owls or do you hate owls? So is the question. So great question. I this one's a little bit weird because you don't hunt owls. I don't think. <laughs> I don't. You know, can hunt anything, man. Owl. Well, owls are not a game bird, and, and people could add us, but. <laughs> Owls are not like a. Uh, I don't. You can't put in a tag for owl. No, I don't think owls. <laughs> I don't believe you can legally hunt owls. Maybe you can. I don't know. I, I've never heard of anyone be like, "Oh, you ever tried fried owl?" No. I would argue there's like the right kind of hunter has a respect for the the you know pursuit of whatever animal they're going for. But in this situation, this feels like this guy. In to your point, does have a little bit of a. Uh, vindictive nature towards owls but when (laughs) i saw all these owls i was like somebody call a game warden i don't think you're allowed (laughs) to have that many dead owls on your wall like how do you explain all those owls um maybe this was uh royal this was in royal's head he's like okay he's gonna try to cheat me out of my land now i've got this in my mind that he's got all these owls i'm gonna call game and fish and they're going to come and arrest him. Mm, smart. It's very smart. It's like <laughs> if you walked into someone's house and they just had a wall of like bald eagles, you'd be like, I don't think that's allowed. And then they'd be like, oh, all these bald eagles died of natural causes when I held a <laughs> pillow over their face. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he got it was all an these American owls. American flag pillow. I don't know. I, after this, you know what? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up if you can hunt owls because that <laughs> okay. seemed crazy to me. That seemed like a yeah, like a weird project of his where he's like, "Boys, anytime you find a dead owl, you bring it here. I'm going to put it on the wall." Listen, Billy we'll is get to another interesting uh, side project that Wayne likes to put on his walls here in a sec. <laughs> 
that's true. Oh, I didn't make the connection there. Oh, this guy's got a thing for weird crap on walls. Uh, weird crap on walls. That's quite a that's quite a scene too. All right, but real quick before we get there, Billy's singing. Billy is singing. Billy is dressed to the nines. Also, a very handsome cowboy. Um, did you know what he was singing, Tom? Yeah, man, it's some Whitney Houston. I had to look this up. I did not know the song. I'll say Whitney Houston sang it better. That's all I'll say, but this guy has a lovely yeah, voice. I can agree. Great outfit. Great outfit. Nothing the says... The camera work yeah. is so fantastic, how it just starts on him at the mirror, and it starts his face, so you don't even know he's shirtless. It slowly backs up. All right, this guy's shirtless. Maybe he's singing in the shower, whatever sure. he's doing. And then it pans back to him in his tidy whities It's just... It tells you so much about the character in one little like sequence. It's fantastic. I believe the song is called I Have Nothing, I think is mm-hmm. what I looked up. Sounds and right. And I had the sinking, sinking suspicion that if I dove too deep in those lyrics, it would reveal all about this <laughs> show. So to avoid spoilers, I was like, nope, not not today, Whitney Houston. Not today. <laughs> and so I did not read them. But I'm sure it's a lovely song. And there is a little bit, though, before we get into the the Clamato juice and Cowboy Wayne sitting in his bed. Um, Royal like sees a card, like a business card on the table. And it's like for some professor or something from the university of Wyoming that says like rare earth department, which I think is kind of interesting because I think this episode starts to explore that idea of like, we get some minerals and some rocks and is that potentially uh, Wayne's kind of end goal here is to develop that land and, you know, we see very later in the end, at the end of the episode, potentially in the in the future, there's oil derricks on there, and I mean, I don't know, maybe it's right. been mined as well. So this is kind of the first little hint we get of of rare earth department and minerals and stuff. So you took the term earth to mean like rocks in the ground, like earth in the general sense, not earth as a planet. Uh, yeah, earth in the general sense, like somebody that's stud- like a geologist. I think actually said geologist on the business card. Because if we follow rocks. your thread of these guys being interplanetary travel people, <laughs> uh, a guy that discovers rare earths and travels between rare earths, Tom, would fall right in line Ooh. with your theory. So of Thanos, yeah, this is Thanos's origin story. By the by, the end of the show, <laughs> uh, because you were so right about After Party, I want you to be so wrong about this one. So <laughs> I'm going to keep adding to the theory that you don't have that this is interplanetary travel, <laughs> and that the guy that's real important is the one that discovered the other very rare Earth, and Earth is a planet. So you're going to be wrong, Tom, and I'm going to be right when Perry turns out to be a serial killer. Thank you. It's the first time for everything. Wayne Tillerson. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't care for that comment, and I won't respond to it, Tom. Wayne Tillerson's in bed in a cowboy hat, and he asks his son to get them clamato. Um, this was great because when he said clamato, my wife like audibly said like, Ugh. "Have you Not had clamato before?" Sounds miserable. I don't like Bloody Marys. I don't like any of that like tomato juice stuff. So it's. I mean, it's clam juice and tomato juice mixed, right? That's what we're that's yeah, what we've got going in uh, so. Clamato. Yeah, sounds very very salty. Um, I'm too sweet for that. Royal offers him <laughs> 200 acres in the South Pasture, and mm-hmm. Wayne doesn't want the South Pasture. He wants the West Pasture. Has it been established the hole is in the West Pasture? Okay, correct. So the yes. hole is in the West Pasture. 
So the assumption here is that maybe Wayne, like just kind of some of it hints that he might know about the hole. Um, but I don't want to go too deep down into the hole void and talk about that until we talk <laughs> about the erotic art story that Wayne tells. <laughs> Please. Um, and I'll give you a choice here, Tom. You can either go through the uh, erotic art story or I'll go through it. Your choice. You sound very excited about it. You seem almost flustered Listen, about it, so you please. Well, allow me to pan my camera so that you can see what's on my wall. This is a uh, Betsy Tompkins, uh, who he mentions. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember all the names, but I did Google them, and man, was it a rough Google. I did not, I did not enjoy it. Listen, the human body, while beautiful, should be covered with as many layers as possible um, and just, like, cover all that up, you know, uh, bring it maybe out once a year. We don't need to see it. Um, Men and women, doesn't matter. He wanted his home, this is how he described how he wanted his home to be, Tom. He wanted Mm -hmm. his home to be spicy. He wanted his home to be gooey. I was like, what the, what? Gooey? What is that? He's like, I want a place where your ticker sped up. Uh, what was happening in this moment? I, I, I felt like, um, uh, who's the actor that plays him? We looked him. It's Will Patton, right? Isn't that his name? Will Patton? Mm-hmm. Sounds right, yeah. They, Will's like, listen, hey, I know you wrote something. I've got something better. Uh, I've been drinking Clamato. I've been getting in character. I know exactly what this guy would say and do. And his whole, like, the whole thing he's getting to is, like, it was the, like, the chasing of something I couldn't have or couldn't find Mm -hmm. is what was filling the void. And Mm -hmm. the amount of, like, void talk in this show between a literal void in the ground and, like, people trying (laughs) to fill voids and then voids between God and man, like... Uh, they're, they're, they're beating us over the void head with uh, all the things that are said during this. But um, anyone that describes their house as walls covered in smut uh, has got my vote for the next sheriff of the town. Um, hopefully Wayne runs. Yeah, it was oddly specific to say the least. Like to your point, bringing up the... <laughs> bringing up the... <laughs> <laughs> the three different like artists that they were mentioned, I did the same. I I couldn't not Google it because we're doing a show about or we're doing a podcast about the show. Sure. Um, each have their own unique erotic styles as as so artists, erotic, but, Tom. so erotic. Yeah, I just it was a weird, very weird name drops and speeding up my ticker as we talk. <laughs> uh, to your point, I think that's what he's trying to get to about him always wanting what he doesn't have and. He he wanted what he couldn't like. He didn't Possess. what he didn't know. Sure, yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah, what he couldn't but know. That's I, a good point. Yeah, but I do I do still get the sense that he knows something. I don't know what he knows. I don't even know if he knows what he knows. But when that void kind of appeared, there were rumblings in the background or in like the the pastures when we seemingly that hole um, appeared he kind of had some sort of sense that it was there. And he even kind of talked to the buffalo, which we theorize could potentially be that same buffalo we've seen before. So I don't know what he knows, but I don't think he's asking for the West Pasture specifically uh, just on a whim. Um, I think he he wants specifically the West Pasture for a reason. And maybe he doesn't know. Right. Maybe he doesn't know. I mean, the assumption is that like he knows something's there, but he doesn't know what it is. I do think this is like interesting from a 
like a I don't know that it's philosophical, but just from like a human perspective of like the type of personality that is like it's not even about like once you obtain something, it never fills the void that you're searching for. Mm-hmm. It's like just the either the search itself is what you like crave time after time or like you don't realize that. And so you think like something of like substance or, or not substance, but something like physical or like when you hop on Amazon and you're like, oh, if I buy that, that would make my life like 10 times better. And then said things arrives and you're like, great, I've got three outlets on this extension cord, but I don't know that this made me happier. And then you're like, oh, they have got one with five outlets. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll try that one. Anyways, that's that. this whole speech was kind of, I don't know. I think that's like a simple version of it was just like his greed and hunger. But I do also think there's something to like the like him searching for something that's, uh, like you said, hidden from him. Like that's mm-hmm. what he just trying to discover that was hidden. I thought that whole thing was interesting. And then he makes the comment like, why don't you want to give up the Western pasture? And he's like, you've always been shifty ever since the day mm-hmm. we met. And I don't know if you caught this, but you made mention about the redheaded kids, like two kids looking at each other. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Will Patton... I mean, he's older now, so he's gray, but I get the sense that he was probably a redhead or, you know, had some strawberry blonde in there. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if those two kids weren't these two meeting at a young age. Did you get that? Yeah. Did you that, jump to that conclusion at all, or was that just me? No, I didn't, but I but I like that thought because it, it just brings up more questions about the void and, and what it does. Like we've established in this episode and in the pilot that – putting your hand in, jumping in the void is shooting you forward in time in some form or fashion. But we did get that very quick glance of if, if it was uh, a kid, Wayne and a kid, uh, Roy, can it oh, a Royal, excuse me, can it bring you back in time in some form or fashion? Um, there's just, again, a lot of interesting mystery that's been kind of trickled throughout. So I don't know if we want to talk about this now, because it's a little bit, a little bit um, farther down when we have Royal going to the barn and he pulls out that very old picture. My thought is this, and, and this is just my initial theory, is that Royal, and maybe this is, you know, not as profound as I think it is, is Royal went through the void at nine or whenever it is that um, Autumn brings up, hey, do you remember anything mm-hmm. before nine? Royal shot through the hole at nine, appears on the farm, doesn't talk about his parents because he's nine years old and he's been shot through a void and his parents are old timey people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so he's shot more into (laughs) modern day. And so when Wayne meets him as a kid, Wayne being of normal time, him being of old timey time, Wayne's like, what was your term? Timey wimey. (laughs) Timey wimey. Very good. But my my thought being, so Royal is from an older time shot through the void to now he's grown up and now, but that's why she makes the comment like, we don't know where he came from. He just showed up on the farm one day. He doesn't talk about his parents. And uh, Wayne's like, you were real shifty. Which, if you came from the before time <laughs> and you were a kid, uh, you probably keep some of that stuff close to your teeth. I don't know. That's where I'm at in terms of like Royal's mm-hmm. origin. Um, okay. Are we on the same like page? It. No, I had not uh, theorized that. But I, I like that that idea. I My, my sense still is that I just don't know enough about the void, nor are we supposed to, about 
how long can you sustain and be in one like can you be in one place more than uh, or, or at one time it doesn't seem like you can uh, was it instantaneous like if he goes back into the hole will he go back to when he was nine at some point is the idea of the hole that it allows you to correct wrongs and being able to see what actually happened in the future um i don't know i don't know again a lot, lot of stuff to theorize and talk about but i like that i like that idea I think I've already figured it out. So there's nothing more to talk about. Uh, let's just end here and not even watch the rest of the episodes and just assume I'm right. Um, Good. Amy goes on a hike. I like this family. They're like, hey, however old you are, just go hike, stay on the trail. Man, I wish I had grown up on a ranch like that. It seems like a real blast. <laughs> um, who does Amy run into on said nature walk, Tom? She went into Autumn. Now, Autumn is doing something interesting, and I don't know if you noticed this. She seems to be kind of holding on to her necklace, like, seemingly the entire time. And it almost seems like this necklace is, like, guiding her in some way. And I'm still going to kind of tug on this thread of there's some sort of, like, mineral, a rock, a stone. I, I don't know what it is, but something that's, like, guiding these people. Because I do think they made specific, not mention of it, but they, they showcased some sort of, like, mineral or rock on wayne's table and again on her necklace and at the very end if you look at everybody kind of um at that scene at the end when royal jumps seemingly forward in two years everybody has a necklace on with seemingly a little stone on it so i think there's more to this than than meets the eye it's like transformers no 100 percent like transformers um <laughs> i mean this is literally scene by scene like transformers um, I did not notice the necklace holding thing. I do know that like Amy makes a comment about it, so there's some sort of importance mm-hmm. there, I would assume. What I thought was interesting is how silly they were where she's like, oh, I've been drawing the symbol my whole life. And Amy's like, oh, yeah, that's our brand. And I was like, oh, maybe if you were more observant, you would have realized the ranch you were on had the same brand as the symbol you've been drawing for years. But that's just me. That's that's just me <laughs> paying attention to details and stuff. Um, I felt like the show was like, oh, this is a reveal. I was like, oh, it's a reveal, but like those characters should be smarter. That was kind of, that's kind of what I thought. Well, maybe again i agree with you i think it's a little bit of kind of showness just trying to make this kind of a thing in terms of her recognizing it just now more seemingly naturally on this stone or whoever it kind of made there as opposed to the tillersons taking it as their brand um but maybe she didn't go through the same gate as the like main entrance so she didn't see it i don't know she came through the hole did you think it was she came through the hole through the hole um, did you think it was interesting how like Amy's first question to Autumn was not like, who are you, but why are you here? I thought that was also kind of interesting asking somebody like, why are you here? As opposed to like, Hey, who are you? Hmm. No, I did not uh, think that was strange. Uh, every time I meet a person, Tom, I ask them, why are you here? <laughs> um, and that's mainly because I never leave my house. And so if someone's in the room with me, I'm typically like, why are you here? And they're like, oh, I'm here to rob you. And I'm like, there's nothing here that you want. Um, no, I did not notice that. I did I did notice, I mean, there were several things during this conversation that were interesting, like from a, she reveals that she's an abbot, or Amy reveals that she's an abbot. She mentions that, like, Royal's alive and was at breakfast with him. And mm-hmm. Autumn is clearly surprised by this. So it's, like, I don't know... Once again, I don't know what Autumn expected shoving someone into a bottomless pit. 
where did she expect them to to go or show up and i don't i don't think she does either i think we've kind of like established in the later scene where they actually are going back and forth with questions she has probably just as many questions as royal does at this point we then cut to and i'm here's where i'm at with this show there's probably a thousand things i've missed like i've watched it twice (laughs) i feel like i picked up on some things there's a thousand things that when this show ends i'm gonna be like oh that conversation between Amy and Autumn was uh, like super important. Um, I'm not convinced that Amy and Autumn aren't the same people just at different times. Um, the mm-hmm. only difference to me is, is Autumn says to Royal, it's nice to finally meet you, which if she was Amy, you wouldn't say to your grandfather who you like knew as a child. Royal is then at the camp of Autumn's. He takes his mm-hmm. shirt back, which is fine. That's okay. He throws it in the hole. Mm-hmm. And then there's some, so he's going through the tent. Um, I know you picked up on a couple of things in terms of what he's looking at. You just at. see some more stones and that kind of stuff. Like you don't, again, it's just odd. It's weird. And these stones seem to be just like four different types of rocks. They don't necessarily seem to be the same kind that she's wearing or that we saw at Wayne's house. Yeah, I saw that too. He picks that stuff up. And the other thing, I don't know if you noticed it, there's a couple of books one of the books is by an author, and I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. She's French, and she's from, like, the 1940s. Um, so I'm assuming it's Simone Weil, um, and she wrote a book called Gravity and Grace. And actually, she didn't write it. Um, I looked her up because I was like, okay, they wouldn't leave a weird book like that and with no clues for the show. Mm-hmm. So she lived uh in she was french she lived in like france in the 1930s 1940s um so like the nazi invasion that sort of thing world war ii and she wrote a series of like diaries and books and like or, or journal entries and then she gave them to a farmer um that she lived with for a time because while she was like upper class she wanted to experience lower class living. So she would go like work on a farm or she would only eat what uh, French prisoners who were in like POW camps would would eat. And that's actually why she died from malnourishment, which is a pretty crazy dedication to. Anyways, her whole she was like a, a mystic, um, like religious person. And like a lot of the book, which I have not read, I only tried to read summaries and it was very confusing. Uh, It's a lot of like the void between us and God, God creating a creation that is evil. And in order, since God is only good, any of his creations would have to be separate from him. Um, And like that's where evil comes in. I'm doing a terrible like description (laughs) of, of this, but... Uh, like after her death, like her writings were published and they have like a very religious and mystic um, following. So what I thought was interesting is just like the there's a the book is called Gravity and Grace, but it's all about like the void, um, the gap between God and man, like those types of things, which is very much mm. being experienced in this show, as we'll see in the next scene where we get to the best part of this episode, <laughs> which is they're all around dinner, they're eating, and they're they're in the meal, which is great, because typically you pray before a meal. 
And Royal's like, I'd like to say a blessing. Or I'd like to say a prayer. <laughs> and everyone's very surprised. They're like, okay, yeah, give it a shot. And I don't know. Talk to me about, like, I, I, I thought this this whole scene, Josh Brolin in it was just, I don't know, it was great. Like, I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah, I mean, just watching Josh Brolin, like, just chew up this scene and, like, the camera panning in on him. And, like, he just gets, like, angrier and angrier as he gives this this speech or prayer. Um, it was just so cool and well done. You even see, like, the reactions are what kind of cuts away to the family members, like, reacting and, like, like whoa, taking it back. Uh, because seemingly he hasn't prayed for a while. We've, we've established that he doesn't necessarily, he goes to church, but he doesn't necessarily go there uh, to pray or to be there for God. So I, I I just loved it. I like like everything of it. I love the beginning. I love the middle. I love the end, especially the end. <laughs> Royal's prayer, which I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get etched on a plate and I'm going to like put it on a <laughs> shelf. Actually, no, I'd get in a lot of trouble if I did just based on the end of the prayer. Um, but it's so good. It, dear God, we pray for Trevor and the camera, like, it's like, look at the other family and they're like, oh, they said, he said his name. The guy that we're all like. <laughs> aware that we murdered we pray for his family for our boys and our family we ask that you forgive us i guess <laughs> which is a great line <laughs> ask that you forgive us i guess we ask that you show us a way because we're in trouble we're desperate you made this crazy world so maybe you can give us some sort of hint as to what you're up to <laughs> because i don't have the first effing clue <laughs> and maybe it's that you have nothing to do with this or maybe you're not even here who knows it's such i don't know it's such a great like just from a like i don't know from a questioning mind from someone who is going through a time where they've you know his kid has murdered someone and they have to hide it i don't know there's a big distance between you and us a gap a void there is a great void i'm asking to f- you to fill that void I'm asking you to fill that void. I'm asking that you come down here and explain yourself because this world isn't quite adding up and I hate you for it. I really do. I don't even think I effing believe in you. I really hate you. Amen. I didn't, I mean, Brolin just does, I don't know, an incredible job. He does a great job. I, uh, I appreciate the, I appreciate the prayer just from the standpoint of like, Sometimes in shows they like they they like sugarcoat religion to a point where it's like always rainbows and unicorns. But like, if mm-hmm. anyone's lived in the real world when bad things happen, you're like, "Hey, dude! Like, what's going on up there? Like, <laughs> right? A little bit of help, you know? What? Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. So I really liked how this was written. I liked. It. I mean, Josh Brolin did a great job. The family members all mm-hmm. around the table, like it flashing <laughs> to their reactions. Um, I can only imagine what Amy is going to do in Sunday school uh, the next time uh, when they're when they're like, oh, "Who wants to pray before service ends?" And Amy's going to be like, "Oh, I've got this one. My grandpa had a good one the other day. Let me do this one." You taught for me you. this gem. And that's when the Sunday school teacher is like, "Has your kid?" And everyone else leaves, and you're like, "Oh, I'm here for." They're like, "Oh, we we'd like to talk with you inside for a moment." And that's when I'm like, oh, that's my wife right there. You want to tell this to her because I'm going to go walk over there. Uh, it was great. Everything about it was great. Loved it. Amy breaks the awkward spell by bringing up that she met Autumn. 
which I think mm-hmm. makes things a little bit more awkward. Because Royal's immediate reaction is, nobody talk to her. Don't ever talk to her. <laughs> nobody. And they're like, okay, cool, man. Oh, and we're moving the cattle to the East Pasture. All right, good segue. Yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> now pass the potatoes. <laughs> now pass the potatoes. <laughs> Now, pass the potatoes is a great way to end any conversation at dinner. Now, pass the potatoes. We're eating pizza. I don't, there's no potatoes here, sir. Oh, that was great. That was great. I like to, they're like, we're going to need more hands. He's like, I see 10 able-bodied hands around this table. Amy's got school. Amy doesn't have school tomorrow. I was like, oh, yeah. Royal's laying it down. So they go on a cattle drive. He saves the cattle from the void. So does that solve the mystery of where those other cows went? I mean, I guess so. They're raising really dumb cattle that just like to run into holes. I mean, is that a thing? Are cattle's just like, take me, sweet lord, wherever this black <laughs> hole goes? I don't Listen, know. they've um, they've been known to be abducted by like aliens, so this is just the reverse of that. That's a good point. And for the government, <laughs> they're real now. Royal goes to the barn at the end of the day, and he goes back to the drawer that he that he was like, we didn't see him open uh, in mm-hmm. episode one, and we find him looking at a very old picture. What did you think it kinda of this? It kind of looks theory? like Yeah, I don't know what time frame this was. Old. Like it seemed like old old old, old west, right? Like mm-hmm. late eight, or 19th century or whatever. Um but it seems to be a mom, a dad and maybe the top of a kid's head. So that would be my in, in um impression that this is Royal's parents. Whether he remembers them, I don't know. I like your idea or theory that maybe he was transported here when he was nine and this was in his pocket. So this is kind of like the one remnant of what he has left over from when he first jumped to the void. Do you get the sense that like Autumn showed up here, like she's kind of been called Wayne in the first one was like, oh, something's happening. Something's going on. Like Royal mm-hmm. can hear the rumbling. Do you get the sense that we're going to have a lot of people like coming out of the woodworks that are going to show up on this ranch like that feel the pull of this void or do you feel like we've kind of met our main characters i think it's it's definitely possible i don't know if you do because there seems to be enough mystery with the central characters we have now but it wouldn't surprise me if the show does that yeah i just i got the sense that like because autumn makes the comment like i've been drawn here to like because because this is her in the barn with with royal like as he's Mm -hmm. she shows up she's like you can't get rid of me. I'm holding a lot of secrets. How did you come back? Uh, and this is where we get Royal asking like a, a series of questions. You know, what's your name? Autumn, what's your last name? Rivers. Where did you get your money? Trust fund. You know, I mean, do you want to be Autumn and I'll, do you want to be Autumn and I'll be Josh <laughs> <Yeah>. Boland? What's your <laughs> name? Autumn. What's your last name? Autumn Rivers. You're doing a great job. Uh, forgive you. me, I broke character. Let's start from the top. Where'd you get your money? From a trust fund. <laughs> All I can picture is, uh, is Josh Brolin and Mickey Mouse trapped in a barn. Oh, oh. Hey, it's me. <laughs> you got an interest in mining? Oh, there it was. You got an interest in no. mining? Drilling? No. You work no. for the government? No. See, when she says no on that one, she laughs. Like, that that's the silliest idea in the world that I would ever work for the government, which I thought was interesting. Have you ever been involved well, in... The- there as being a, 
a hippie chick, right? So right. a hippie chick wouldn't work for the government. Is uh, that I the don't impression? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what hippies do. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been involved in a cult? Yes. What's the color yellow mean to you? What's the color yellow what? mean to you? Sorry, I was thinking. Power. What's the Oh no that's not no no no. All Who right. ordered the code red? And scene. Um have you ever this is great. Have you ever killed anyone? No. She's like, this morning I thought I did, but then you came back. <laughs> yeah. Were you trying to kill she, me? She establishes she wasn't. No. She wasn't actually trying. Yeah, that seems to legit. Kill. She's like, now it's ter- not time for my questions. All right, now I'll be Autumn. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, you do you remember anything, anything before the age of nine? <laughs> no, I'm Autumn. I'm asking the questions, Tom. You're a brawler. You? <laughs> okay. Do you remember anything before the age of nine? <laughs> No. <laughs> I didn't remember anything until I got here. Do you believe in fate? Which is no. the same thing that <laughs> no. Which is the same thing Perry asked. I don't know. I thought this. I thought the scene was well done. I was confused. Um, but I, both Brotlet, uh, Brolin, and Imogen Poots, much like we just did, did an incredible acting <laughs> job. But I like um, the way, to your point, watching this thing twice, watching it, being able to know what we know at the end of this episode, like why he asked the question about yellow, government, all that stuff, it makes sense because of what happens at the very, very end here. Which so is I like a good that, point. being able to see this, or like now following the line of questions makes sense. Yeah, so let's go into that, because then she asked, what did you see in there? And then we're cut to, so when she pushes him in, he wakes up in the field, and I think you brought it up offline, but you made a comment like, this is like Lost. There's certainly some elements <laughs> of like Lost in here, the TV show Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so he falls in, he he's up, and it's just like a bunch of stadium lights in the field, a lot of oil derricks, oil rigs. There's a timer that has hit zero. So there was a countdown. Mm. So they've already obviously gathered. They've pinpointed a time, so they're there. And then we see people in jumpsuits, and Autumn is wearing what color, Tom? She's wearing yellow. She's wearing yellow. And they've all got necklaces, Tom, which is a good point, because Mm -hmm. you're the necklace guy. You're constantly seeing those necklaces. (laughs) I am the necklace guy. You are the necklace guy. None of them, I don't think, are wearing lowercase t's. Um, Cecilia walks (laughs) out. I should say that the void is all fenced. The void hasn't seemed to get in it. Well... The void has not gotten any bigger, which I thought was surprising, because I would assume the void would get bigger and bigger and bigger, consume the whole world, and then the snake would eat its tail, and Valhalla would come. <laughs> but that's not what happened. He has a conversation with Celia. What is he, like, what's the first thing he asked her? Do you remember the first question he asked her? I think he says, like, is this still our land? Like, is, is, is this still, like, our home kind of a thing? Right. Did that feel selfish to you at all? This is still uh, ours. No, he's trying to figure out. He's trying to figure out where he's he is. He's like, can I? Can I tell all these people to get off our property? Cecilia's like, no, this isn't ours anymore. Do you think it's interesting that of like all this government? Yes, and I'll stop you there. Guards yes. and all this stuff. <laughs> well, okay, uh, but why they would allow Cecilia to like walk up and like say hi to him or greet him, or was that seemingly the plan always? Because we. They they knew that something was going to happen at this time because they had the countdown timer. Did they know Royal was going to be there? I mean, they had to have, right? I I mean, here's where I come from. I come from there's like a number of different contingencies happening here. There's like the government that has set up a perimeter around a hole they don't understand. 
There is Autumn, who has like claimed to have some sort of knowledge of this whole and has gathered a following. So there's like her people, mm-hmm. and somehow they have established a timeline of when the hole's going to be active again, which means someone's going to come through it. So I guess in my mind, there is it's now Tillerson land because they're pumping oil mm-hmm. out of it. So I, it didn't feel like it was so like fenced in that no one would, would be able there. It's almost like, hey, the government's here in case stuff goes bad. And like mm-hmm. what stuff goes bad, we don't know what that means. Um, and maybe well, that's they like... Had, you could you could hear like in the subtitles, and I'm sure you saw this, but there's like guys talking on headsets, like the guards. Like hear them like, yeah. team go or get ready, get ready, line of sight fire and all this kind of like... Yeah, the guy's so, like, oh, we're Oscar Mike and 20, 20 mics or something <laughs> like that. I was like, where are yeah. you going in 20 minutes? What does that mean? Are you going into the hole? Um no, I, 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 I did hear that, but to your point, like it wasn't so closed off that Cecilia wasn't able to walk over to him. But maybe yeah. maybe that's a play on Cecilia's part where she's like, Hey, he's gonna appear, he's gonna be lost, I'm gonna be the one that goes talk maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's the time traveler's wife, you know? I'm sorry, he's the time <laughs> traveler's husband. Maybe Brolin has just been jumping through this hole through years when he was nine, now when he's Based on what he looks like shirtless, he's probably 27, you know? Um, I don't know. I, did, I mean, I thought it was weird that she came, but clearly I felt like it was a play on her part where she convinced someone to let her go and talk to him because mm-hmm. she, like, out of nowhere goes, run! And then he jumps back in the hole. Then he, which, which was great. You'll notice she didn't say jump. She said run, but he jumped. Mm-hmm. So not real good at following well, direction that jump. royal. No, I, don't I love the music. The oh, music the music right? when it yeah. kicks in. The Paint It Black by Rolling Stones is just fantastic. There's also some weird like cinematography done here. Like when he first kind of pops up out of the hole, there's a couple shots where they've got like a really heavy purple filter over the camera, which I thought was kind of strange. And I thought they would like stay I thought that there was to disguise the bad CGI or... uh, lamps that they have in the sky and all the like the weird Maybe. CGI. There was a point where they, I was like, oh, come on, Amazon, spend some money on just put up real lights uh, or real like. No, but I'm with you. There was a weird. The, it was this scene like was a totally different like shot than him on a mm-hmm. horse in the middle of Wyoming. Um, looking at a buffalo with two arrows in it. There was no buffalo so in this we scene. Close, well, because the buffalo is not in this time period, right? The buffalo is still in current time. Because when he comes back at the very beginning of the episode, that buffalo is there with a horse. So Forgive the buffalo me. is still just running around. I forgot. Amazon released that season two is all going to be about the buffalo. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, solve, yeah, we'll solve all the buffalo mystery in season two. It's 16 episodes. They're all three hours long. Ooh. Oh wow! Buffaloes don't move so that I guess, fast. I mean, why that, that's why they're three hours long. <laughs> um, we've obviously done theory crafting, I think, throughout the episode. But I think now that we're kind of here, what what is your? I don't know what to think. Like when she said that you died two years ago in Cecilia's arms, is that true? Is Cecilia kind of saying that just to kind of like make this transition of going in this void easier for him? Like, why would she say that? Because that did not happen, right? Or unless maybe that is going to happen in that timeline? Because I guess that's a more broader question. If you jump through this hole, are you just jumping into another timeline? Or do you like 
no longer exist in the other? Because I would argue you're you would probably exist in both, right? Because he just it's just a he's not gone a night. He jumps in the hole. He's back, but I don't know. He didn't spend that much time two years ahead, so maybe it all is real time. Um, I'm pretty sure you just hit like the uh, <laughs> the issue with every time travel show. Um, my assumption is that in the in the two years down the road, or in the the timeline, whatever he jumped into, which just based on how everyone looked, didn't seem like like okay. So if he died two years ago, uh, I didn't feel like like the hole he jumped through was. Maybe it was four years from like the like the normal show timeline, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. So like from where you. we're at in the normal show, two years he dies, and then we're a couple years down the road where he comes back through the hole or whatever. Two years from, anyways, I'm already okay. confused. I hear you. So I do think he died, but they have some way of knowing when he's going to come through that portal, which makes me think maybe the void only appears at certain times. Like, there's a way mm-hmm. to, like, void opens and closes. So we know what time the void, like, when someone might come through, like, the countdown clock, based on when that hole appears. Because I don't feel like that hole has always been there, right? The hole had to have appeared recently because yes, in the beginning of the show, he discovers it. He's been in that pasture mm-hmm. a thousand times. It's not like... Mm-hmm. so. My assumption is it appeared now. It's going to be open for a period. It's going to close. While it's open right now, he has jumped two years, at least two years forward, which is probably more than that. A buffalo with arrows has come through it. Um, Cows have gone through it and gone maybe a different direction. And then a body is in some (laughs) other timeline. So Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to the hole appears at certain times. And I do feel like Royal came through at nine. And that's why there's, like, no history of him. I mean, if he'd show us a birth certificate, we'd know where he was born and whether or not he could be president. That's, the, I mean, that's what this all comes down to. Show us the birth certificate, Josh Brolin. That's all. I mean, I think we all get the same vibe, that this is a strong anti-Barack Obama show. Is that just me, or is that... No? All I right. think that's just you. I'm, I'm sorry that I peeled that, that old void... wound open. <laughs> Do you think the void also appears to other people or is this only ever showing up for Josh Brolin? Like, and the only reason I asked that is like, maybe, maybe it, it shows up for different people for different reasons. And maybe it's showing up for Josh Brolin to give him a glance at the future to see what happens to allow him to potentially change his, his future. Um, we see the Buffalo with those arrows in it. And you pointed out that those arrows seem very old. Like they were like, you know, handmade arrows. Maybe that Buffalo came from, you know, a timeline hundreds of years in the in the past. I don't know. No, I'm with you. I see what you're saying. So the people that have discovered the void are Autumn and Royal, right? Those are the only two characters that have physically that we seen know it. Of, yep. In mm-hmm. the, like, two years down the road, everyone else can see it because they're all mm-hmm. stationed around it. I'm assuming they can see it, and they're not just standing in a field and Royal appears out of nowhere. Maybe that, maybe that's a visual thing. I don't know. That's a good point. Well, you said, actually, that's a, I, I might have stumbled on something. She doesn't tell him to jump back into the hole, right? Cecilia says, run. She doesn't, maybe she doesn't know there's a hole there because she can't see it. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. 
I like it a lot because we're, I we're, accidentally we're discovered it, and we're going to give me the credit for it. So yeah, no, <laughs> I, I do like it. Um, I'm interested. I find the show fascinating. Once again, if a show is like well shot, well acted, there's nowhere in here that like the dialogue was so like cheesy or bad that I like it took mm-hmm. me out of it. There were some things that I was like, ah, oh, that's a little bit like that's just story like telling, mm-hmm. but. I'm trying to shut down my cynical mind and like be <laughs> Ted Lasso level seven um, and just appreciate for what it was. So I, I did enjoy this ride. I did appreciate that like episode one, they're like, hey, we're going to shove him through the hole. So you want to know episode two, they're like, we're going to put him in a compound and he's going to jump back <laughs> through the hole. And you're like, all right, that's a lot weirder, but we'll see where it goes. And when you related it, you were... I don't know what you compared it to. You were like, it's lost meets. What did you say? You 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 were like, it's lost meets. I don't know, Yellowstone don't even, or yeah. Tombstone or something. <laughs> I and as soon as I saw that, I was like, because you watched it first, and I was like, oh yeah, he mm-hmm. nailed it. Yeah, this is oh this is what Lost would have done to us. At the end of well, the season, when, rem- when Lost would like throw <laughs> like the weirdest stuff at you. Yeah, like they're definitely, and, and I think what had happened too is they. When Amazon first came out with this show, they released it two episodes at a time. I think that's how they dropped. So both of these episodes kind of came. So this was kind of the cliffhanger to make sure you're coming back for the next week. But me and my wife both at the very end of the episode just looked at each other and were like, all right, that's super weird. But man, we're we're 100% still in. Sure. So we're going to close it down here. Here's what we would like to do. For those of you that are that have stayed on this journey with us, have joined us through After Party, Ted Lasso, and now this one, and those <laughs> of you that are joining us for the first time, we appreciate it. One thing we like to do is just say, hey, if you've got theories, if you've only watched the first two episodes, if you've passed us, we don't want anything revealed, but shoot us off your theories, shoot us off your questions. We enjoy covering those. You can reach out to us at team binge podcast at gmail.com you can also hit us up on twitter which is at team binge and we look forward to theories questions if we got something wrong you can tell us we got it wrong but we're probably (laughs) like gonna ignore you a little bit unless it's a really good really good point like uh anyways but uh we love audience participation and we're more than happy to share theories we had a couple of good theories on After Party, uh, which mm-hmm. came through. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. And I think we're going to shut this down and go watch the third one right now because we're also, uh, also excited. We're, our tickers are, our tickers are, <laughs> what the hell does Wayne say? Our tickers are really ticking. Getting I don't think that's up. the, our tickers are, uh, we're all gooey and spicy inside for episode three. We can't wait to cover our walls in it. I don't know. Whatever Wayne said. That's that's how I feel about episode three. I've got to go move all these dead owls to another wall. <laughs> <laughs> Hedgewick! No! Hedgewick! Who will deliver my mail? All right. Uh, I've been Julian. And I've been Cowboy Tom. Till oh, next time, everybody. Have I, a good one. I hate that you're Cowboy Tom and I'm just Julian. <laughs> all right. Good night. <laughs>